The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready, Andy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the word, isn't it? Yep. Andy Scott is a musician and songwriter best known for being the lead guitarist and backing vocalist for the band Sweet. And he's on the line here just now. How are you today? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I was just, just telling you earlier that um, yeah. I don't really go out that much, you know, hang around the house, walk the dog. You know, it's um, I live in the middle of nowhere. Um, mm. uh, you, I gather you're Scottish, and yeah. um, do you have open spaces near where you live? Kind of, yeah. Not as much as probably where you live if you're in the middle of nowhere, but certainly yeah. more than yeah. the middle of a city. Okay, well, I'm I'm on a ley line between um, Stonehenge and Avebury Stones, so. Ah. It's all a little bit, um, used to be corn circle country, but um, they seem to have stopped ever since the guys who used to do them, was di- they've died off, I think. Well, <laughs> you've got a tour with Sweet coming up later this year, the Unlock the Rock tour. What are you able to tell us about the tour? We've been building this uh, over the last, oh, I would probably say six or seven, maybe even eight years. Mm. We, used to, we always, in December, because uh, by the time you get to that point in the year, December and January are not, should we say, um, places or there's nowhere to go. So so you might might as well think about doing things that you want to do and you might as well Mm. stay close to home. So we started off doing like three or four shows in in the UK, doing um, a mixture of clubs and theatres just... Um, about eight years ago, and it's it's built to uh, we do we do sixteen shows now, every, wow. you know, every December. And um, last year was um, when you consider two thousand and twenty one that it was a an odd year that we kept hearing that people's tours kept being cancelled because people within the crew or within the band or one of them went down with COVID, and we thought, how can we make sure that this doesn't happen to us? Yeah. And we were very very rigid. We uh, we kept ourselves to ourselves. We had a- anything that we wanted was was kind of brought in rather than us going out to, to, to look for stuff. Um, we we were staying in the kind of hotels that you arrive at night and get up and leave before breakfast yeah. and pick up something o- on the road. 
and we just had to be that you know that rigid that nobody interfered with our kind of bubble and mm-hmm. and it worked we did all 16 shows and um uh th- th- they were fantastic I-, I wasn't expecting that many people to show i, I think we ended up with something like 75 percent business which wow. when you consider that, that we're in the middle of a, a pandemic and people weren't really going out that's you know to have 75 percent capacities is um well uh, as, as our agent and promoter said it's unheard of you know yeah. so so he, he was immediately on the phone in january and booked the next tour the unlock the rock tour yeah and are you going to be planning to maybe be as careful in terms of covid for this tour doing the same thing with the hotel or not i think so mm. i think that it's uh, at the moment uh, i'm not convinced that we are through this completely yeah um there's always a sting in the tail with these things i do think that they the science and the scientists know you know um how these things um react and i think that a virus um if it's too strong and it kills off hosts it's got nowhere to go so it's bound to dissipate as it goes through you know society so so you end up with a version of it that will always be there like like a common cold the common cold's only been around for like 200 years mm. and the flu has only been around for just over 100 years probably yeah. and we live with them and people still die from it you know so we we've got to get it to that point and and as long as we we, we are in a position to have these booster jabs every year i think i think i think we should be fine mm. uh, i don't like the idea of um somebody trying to you know mess with i mean we're seeing already what what messing with um uh, with e- economics and allowing people with money to, to to kind of do things we're seeing the the outcome of that right now yeah. and and i i just think think that there's got to be a better way of dealing with things like pandemics versus um you know life the you know that there's got to be a better balance you can't and you also uh, can't have super rich and super poor it's it, it's it's got to come together some somewhere you know yeah now in terms of the tour of course you're the last surviving member of suite now aren't you so the lineup will be different apart from you so who is in the lineup it's been like this for the last uh, two uk tours um we've got a singer called Paul Manzi, uh, he was with a band called Cats in Space for a few years and he was our go-to deputy whenever we needed somebody when either the singer or the keyboard player or the second guitar player you know couldn't couldn't do the tour uh, or, or or some some dates and um i suddenly realized that in paul we had somebody who was potentially better than the guys that we had in the band but <laughs> you know you you don't do ruthless things or, or at least i don't so uh when the moment came about three years ago uh, to to make some changes Paul was obviously on our radar, uh, and, and at the same time, um, there were things happening within the band. We, we knew we needed to become a five-piece. Uh, we, we couldn't just do it uh, as a four-piece anymore because mm. I wanted Paul to be a frontman, which is what he is, which is what, what Sweet always had, a guy out front with just uh, just a microphone. And 
Um, so at the same time, we, we got a permanent bass player in as well, mm. um, a guy called Lee Small. So we're now a five-piece band, and um, and it sounds great. The extra voice certainly helps. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, the textures of being able to, um, instead of a, a guy playing either guitar or keyboards, you've got somebody who can do, we can do both now. We can have guitar and keyboards. You know, yeah. it's um, it's a better system. Yeah, absolutely. And has this new lineup maybe made you change the set list a bit? Perhaps if maybe the new singer in particular, if some songs suit him better than songs that you did classically, if that makes sense. Uh, it does. Um, mm. And we did. Um, we, we started to go down the slightly more uh, with the previous lineup. I um, mean, like the, um, the from like 2010, 11 through to 2018, we started to lose a little bit of the heavy rock mm. and start to move into the more um, melodic generated material um, that we used to do. We used to do an acoustic set in the middle of the, uh, of the set and we would do all those original bubblegum songs from 1970, yeah. 71, um, which, which used to, I mean, doing it that way with an acoustic guitar, at least it wasn't trying to, you know, recreate um, uh, something that, um, you know, would not have been as easy standing up uh, and trying to do it in the normal way. Yeah. Um, but um, so we're going back slightly and delving into some of the rock tracks off albums. And the last single, Everything, uh, was actually um, from an album in oh, 2002, 20 years ago. Um, and, and I knew Paul, as soon as he started to sing it, that this would be fantastic. Yeah. It was never picked uh, off that album as a single. And it was uh, as, as soon as he started to, uh, sit, we hadn't even got to the chorus. I kind of said, we're going in the studio to do this, you know. And <laughs> um, and it went to number one in the Heritage chart in the UK wow. uh, while we were on tour, which was fantastic. Yeah. So how else do you think the tour compares to how it would have been back in the day? Well, there's still musicians who have to get on stage and there's still, yeah. uh, there's actually a bit more crew these days to get help you get your gear about mm. um but um i suppose the main dis- difference is equipment is better yeah um i think the audience gets a better deal sound wise because when i think back to sweet in the you know 50 years ago uh we would pile all the marshals on stage and turn them up yeah. and we would have literally a bank of speakers just for the voices wow so you'd have you'd have all this stuff coming off stage uh, we, we would probably put a mic over the drums and in the bass drum but the rest of it whatever the guitar and bass did would be acoustically that was it there was no mics on 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 that um and there would be four microphones through through like a a pa system that really and truthfully was only as loud as our guitar amps (laughs) so you had to have somebody in the hall um because you you very rarely did you have these sound desks out the front you know Mm. like you see today yeah the sound desk was to one side somewhere and once you'd got the balance at a kind of sound check if you were lucky enough to get there in time um that that's it it stayed like that for the whole night um you know and um it's um so that's very different because now you you go and see some bands i mean uh, for example 10 cc they almost sound like the records because yeah. you know it's so uh, it's so technically good i mean i've been told you know when, when people come to see us they just kind of say it's it's the best sound um and the band are um should we say 
on form at the moment. Yeah. You know, our, our our way of recreating it is um, is is pretty good too. I'd never really realised that before about how you didn't really have any sort of soundboard. Would you have wanted to do it in the old way? Because even though the way everybody would do it now would sound better, maybe people would like the nostalgia of how it was. There are bands that still do that because um, mm. you know you you can go into pubs and you'll see you know bands still thinking that they're Jimmy Hendrix and they'll yes. they'll put a they'll put a stack of Marshall up there and the PA in within the venue uh, is only um, uh, should we say loud enough for that venue. Yeah. So you'll find that a loud guitar player won't even be in the PA system. So you'll be you'll be you'll be getting a, a vibe of that anyway. Um, I I think that musicians when they when they start to think about putting a band together and going going to uh, play play venues um, these days. They automatically get sucked into the fact that oh we've got to get there in time to do a sound check and get the yeah. monitors right. And there were no monitors when when we used to play. Yeah. You know everything was done almost by a little bit of witchcraft because a couple of the speakers on the side um, would have open backs, so you'd get a little bit of vibe as to what the uh, as to what what the voices were doing. But um, no, I wouldn't want to go back to that because my <laughs> hearing has kind of suffered along the way. Yeah. Um, I, I think any any person in a a rock band. I mean, I'm I'm luckier than a lot of people. I mean, um, you know, you, you think of um, and you you hear about people like Pete Townsend from the Who about how how there was um, you know tinnitus and lots of um, lots of stuff like that. And uh, I know that there are a lot lot of players that I I know um, who go on stage with those little. Um, uh, DB defenders just, oh, yeah. just inside the ear to to take the initial onslaught down. Uh, I mean, I'm still okay. I'm still producing. I'm still working in studios. But an engineer is helpful because um, I know there are frequencies that um, I don't hear, and one of them is the tambourine and the shaker. <laughs> oh, those wow. little nuances. Uh, I keep I keep saying to my engineer. You've got the tambourine in the mix, haven't you? And he said, "Oh yes." And I said, "Because hey. I said I can't really hear it, you know." Yeah. Wow. So in terms of the pandemic again, how hard has it been to prepare a tour in these times? Because you mentioned you're isolating at the moment, so I guess at the moment you can't practice. But has it been hard overall? We still get to rehearse. When I say I'm isolating, I'm I'm making sure that I don't go to the pub, and I'm ah. making sure that I I don't go to a supermarket or. Go so I still go to um, if, if I need to. I still go um, to, to see my doctor, or yeah. I, I'll still go to um, um, play, like maybe have a have a hair trim or something. And this yeah. is my real hair, by the way. Wow, it's impressive. Everybody thinks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I, I borrowed it from Lady Gaga. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, it's, um, it's isolation t- from the point of view of not wanting to be in big crowds. And I mean, mm. I am a football fan. Uh, I'm a Wrexham supporter and mm. I've not been back to my hometown for nearly two years. And I keep keep wanting to go back and sit in the crowd and stuff. But uh, I just can't, can't bring myself to do it at the moment. You know, um, yeah. once I've got this um, uh, procedure out of the way, like I explained to you, I, I think mm. I think thing, things will improve and. Uh, the tour uh, at the end of the year, um, as we say, we just don't know at the moment. I would still yeah. prefer to wear a mask going in and out of places right now. But by uh, November, December, think things may have changed. Yeah. So for people that maybe, I guess, younger generations who haven't heard Sweet before, what albums and songs would you recommend to them in particular? It depends. If you want um, a hard rock album, then go back to the things in the earlier part of the 70s, like um, Sweet Fanny Adams or Desolation Boulevard or yeah. Give Us a Wink. Um, and then if you want something a bit more prog rock, you know, find find some of the later albums like um, Level Headed or um, a Cut Above the Rest, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but if you just want a, a mix, that there are some um, box sets and um, double albums and, you know, four-sided vinyl albums that, that have been released. Um, one of them in particular was a, a big hit in the in Europe about five years ago. It was called Sweet the Ultimate Story. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that, for me, you would get a, a picture of how the band developed from the very early days to what it is today, because th- there's something from every era on that album. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that the sound of Sweet has evolved over the years? Um, yeah, because I, I've always said, it's like an egg, you know. Once you've fried it, you know you can't unfry it and put it back in the in the in the shell. Yeah. And and it's like that when you're developing as a musician. We were a little. Um, you're a little naive when you first start. You you're forever trying to think. Oh, would that note work with that? And then you realise that somehow uh, discordant things do work. You know, because mm. classical uh, composers do it all the time. You know, they they put things down in the bass end that that right up in the top end. 
the notes would jar if they were all in the same register, but they're not. They're mm. they're separated. So, mm. and a song like "Love Is Like Oxygen" is a um, is an absolute um, example of something like that. But we've developed from this uh, cheesy pop band into um, a glam rock band, which, which basically now pe- people call hair metal, yeah. um, and into what I would call um, an AOR type band, maybe not quite prog rock like Emerson Lake and Palmer or um, or Genesis or you know may- maybe not quite as far down the road as that or yes but but we've certainly developed along that line rather than the um, the three chords um, uh, of 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 bands um, I mean I-, I love status quo you know but 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 I think I think we've kind of just mo- moved over slightly from from that yet. Yeah. Yet we were we were right in the pocket in the mid seventies. You know there were several bands like Slade, Sweet, um, Status Quo, even even T Rex. We were all yeah. um, heading down that um, uh, minimalist chord highway. You know and yeah. getting getting songs that that, that people could um, relate to and and sing to and dance to back then. You know. Yeah, and Sweet seemed to be one of the first few bands that come to mind when you think of glam rock. Yeah. Uh, I bumped into um, not that long ago, about maybe three or four years ago, when we were flying out to Germany, um, Jarvis Cocker, oh. who was do- doing one of his uh, DJing sets yeah. out out somewhere in Europe, uh, and we were we were on the same flight, and we were stood there um, waiting for luggage. Um, uh, it was somewhere like I don't know Stuttgart or mm. Munich. And I, I'm, I'm thinking, I didn't think they were back on the road. And then I realised, yeah, he, he's DJing and stuff. Uh-huh. And these two two boxes of vinyls came down the chute and he put them on his trolley. And I, I was chatting to him and I basically said, so you bring your own records? He went, yeah. He said, there's a few of yours in there. <laughs> yeah, wow. He said, if ever it goes a bit flat, he said, one of your songs always brings it back up. And I went... Wow. Nice to hear. Yeah. You know. Your music has survived at least yeah. to Jarvis Cocker's era and then hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Well he's um he's a bit of a lad anyway, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Do you rate any modern guitarist quite highly? I don't know if you listen to modern music, but is there anyone in the charts that you like their guitar work? That's that's quite difficult. Um because mm. I can't really get my head round the ones who want to play blisteringly fast and um put a thousand notes where half a dozen would do. Yeah. You know, um, I, I always sort of hark back to the um, to the Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, even Hendrix mm. era, where um, you make your notes count. You know, I know that a lot of what they did came from the blues, but I think it probably it, it, it's probably where mine came from as well. Yeah. Um, at some point in your life, you want to play fast, and um, and of course we all do. And uh, on on some of the albums that I mentioned, like Give Us a Wink, you know, I'm I'm probably playing like these guys in these hair metal bands today, you know, or the yeah. you know the, the guys where you hear this, you know, uh, <laughs> you, you might as well have a drill going on your guitar, you know, <laughs> with, 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 with a plectrum on the end of it. But I can't play that. Yeah. I, I can't play like that. But um, but it, you know, it, it, I suppose 
because it's got its place in music, like like um, well, like rap, like everything. Um, but to actually find a guitar player today, I mean, I like Dave Grohl. Mm. I think I think what he's done since Nirvana as the Foo mm. Fighters has been fantastic and stuff. You know, you've got melodic songs, uh, and you've you've actually got the um, um, the sound of a band, um, you know, raging. You know, yeah. uh, and, and 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 I like that. I mean, the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, yeah. but but it's the bass player who's the star in that, isn't it? Mm. You know, that guy Flea. You know, he's yeah. he, he's he's quite something. Yeah. So. Um, no, it's difficult. I don't really have much in in my um, iTunes or, or record collection. I wouldn't say that I, I go out and buy buy much stuff anymore. And if I just want to listen to stuff, I sometimes will just put a, put the Beatles on, you know, <laughs> or, or the or the Beach Boys, you know. Yeah, that's maybe the best thing to do. So after this tour, are there any more plans for future tours, or does it all depend on how well this one does? Oh no, um, I think we've 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 hit um, a seam now. Um, mm-hmm. We've we, we've hit the ground running. I think that uh, there will always be a, a UK tour in November, December, unless somebody makes us a better offer and we end up going to Australia when the weather's better than than we usually go to Australia. Yeah. Um, uh, but but no, I, w- w- why would we change things? And mm. and the way the world is, um, traveling um, is not the glamour glamorous uh, lifestyle that everybody thinks it is you know yeah you know um w- w- when you pass through um uh, airports and see people stood there with guns it's not for me um the uh, um <laughs> the experience that it used to be let let's put it that way you know it's all very well sitting in a lounge and having a glass of something and then uh, turning left on a plane but at some point you've still got to negotiate all the other crap you know so yeah well just looking at a few dates here it starts on the 24th of november in newcastle then it goes on to edinburgh litham holmfirth bury st edmunds bexhill islington oxford northampton manchester norwich exeter Froome, wolverhampton and nottingham you're going to be quite busy uh yeah um it doesn't sound as dark as as some of the tours we've been on though <laughs> yeah uh we we haven't got any glasgow to southamptons on there you know or oh, yeah. um or truro to Norwich you know it's um, uh, we've actually it, it, it seems to be better planned I'm afraid we're only doing one in Scotland um, mm. uh, and that seems to be Edinburgh the um, the, the Queen's Hall yeah um, we normally do at least three you know maybe Aberdeen uh, Edinburgh mm. and um, uh, and Glasgow but um, there's only one on that tour Um uh, we did one in Cardiff last year um, on the last tour, but it seems Wales has missed out again. Mm. Um, but Nottingham Rock City, the original band used to play there in the late 70s. Wow. So so it's really nice to go back to venues that the original band played, you know? Yeah, that's such a great idea. So mm. tickets are available on planetrock.com and thegigcartel.com if people are interested. And anything else coming up in terms of perhaps new music or is it just the performing that's being done at the moment well we had an album out last year um beginning of last year called isolation boulevard in Ah. fact it came out came out before christmas in 2020 but it was last year where it, it started to you know make inroads 
um, Isolation Boulevard, I suddenly realized uh, we, we needed an album and we were working on some new material, but then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And the only way we could do this was to do things remotely. And I thought, we're not going to make a new album with, with us all being in different places. That's not going to happen. Yeah. We, we like to be in the same place. I want to see the drummer. You know, I don't want, mm. I don't want to send him a demo and him say, oh, what if we did this? Because all of a sudden, you're now in this light you hear with, with modern um, people. They're, they're sending their files everywhere in the world. And in the end, you come back with this. It's For me, it's like having a jumble of wires that you've got to sort out. And yeah. I'd, I'd rather be organized at the beginning. So mm. we needed this album and we decided that one of the best ways to, to go about it was to do material that we that we were playing live that we knew in other words let's do another almost like a greatest hits album yeah. we found some drum tracks from live gigs that that uh, that had never been used uh, we recorded some we'd also recorded some um, new drum tracks when we did an album um, of covers a few years back so I was able to pull together from all different kinds of sources um, and get we were we hit a bit of luck in the late summer when the, the, the lockdown was eased for a couple of months I don't know if you remember this we were <laughs> able to see we were able to see more people yeah and the the bass player and uh, Paul uh, Lee and Paul came Came down to my studio and uh, we we cracked on we you know we put some guitars bass and all the voices down uh, and then mixed it in with with the drum tracks that the, the, the Bruce was sending us and, and and what we already had um, the engineer that I work with is now our keyboard player second guitarist on the road he he came from a band called the Novatines mm-hmm. and um, we, we were able to, to put this album together Isolation Boulevard it wasn't called anything at, at that point but I looked at the track listing and then look back at the Desolation Boulevard album. Yeah. And I thought, they're, they're quite similar. <laughs> so just off the top of the head, oh, call it Isolation Boulevard. And everybody mm. liked it. So <laughs> we stuck with that. Yeah. We've had three singles uh, that have gone in the charts um, since um, the beginning of 2021. Uh, still got The Rock, Set Me Free and everything. Yeah. Um, and we still have this new material that we're we're now working on again to do another album, which will come out in something like September uh, of this year. Wow. We haven't got a title for that. So oh, right. um, if you've got any ideas... <laughs> You know, send send me a title. I've got nothing. And, and please, please, please don't say "keep on rocking." You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you must be glad you called it Isolation Boulevard because imagine if you thought of that name after releasing it, you'd be kicking yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah um, uh, I, I actually think that, um, you know, that sometimes uh, genius uh, might be a bit slow mm. and works in mysterious ways, but we got there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, many thanks for coming on the show today. It's been great having you on. Thanks, and you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.